I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio, joined by old Francisco. Old Frankie Boots. Old Frankie Flowers. That's it. Um, Guys, uh, we love you all. And if you wouldn't mind, give us a little review on the podcast app. Sure. Throw us a little a little feedback. Tell us uh, that you love us or whatever. Throw a little five-star rating up there if that's how you feel. Get in there. Give it yeah. to us. Give us the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I was thinking about this the other day. So we were talking with our landlord, and he had kind of mentioned something about a possibility of somebody buying the apartment and that maybe they would consider buying us out and blah, 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 blah. Um, and it had me thinking after this year. So we have essentially what is a two year lease. So after this second year, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. And in the, in the past, as the neighborhood started to like deteriorate or the scaffolding went up or they turned the hotel next door to our, uh, to us into a kind of shelter, a men's shelter. Mm-hmm. And as all these kind of bad things started to happen at first, I sort of didn't like it, but now I've realized I'm like, wow, I really like my apartment. I almost wanted the neighborhood to double down so that we'll be able to afford the rent when our lease comes back up. You wanted to get bad because we got a COVID deal to begin with. So if it were regular market, it might be a little out of our price range. So I wanted to get extra bad. I want the zombie apocalypse to happen on my block. You know, you can sort of start that. <laughs> what do I do? Oh, go into that men's shelter and, you know, I don't know. Let let some something loose. Let oh, a cow loose. Let someone shoot me? Yeah, I don't know what it, yeah, maybe yeah, that's a that's a better idea. Let like bring <laughs> a a crate of guns into that men's shelter <laughs> and just say, "Have at it, boys." I don't know. Find find a way to foment crime. Well, remember when I heard the people firing guns outside the window? Mm-hmm. I don't know who those people were, but I think I'm going to egg them on next time. Oh, there you like, go. You're a loser. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Or, you know, if you'd be willing, you know, put yourself in harm's way a little bit, but go to the bank on the corner, the ATM, and sort of take out, you know, $3,000 and then don't really put it into your pocket until you're as you put it in your pocket as you're walking down the street you're very overt oh, kind of counting it you get robbed. stuffing it you know <laughs> and then and then report it you got to report it so that the crime numbers got go it. up got it got it got it yeah i dude i like i like where your head's at they're building a whole foods a block away from us and dude i gotta be honest i hope it falls through that's, <laughs> that's gonna kill the that's gonna make prices go up we can't have that happen we need to send that Whole Foods to your street in Dumbo. Oh, I'd love you would I'd love that. Love a Whole Foods here, dude. Really I go to Trader would. Joe's anyway. I mean, I know that the shit you can't get at Whole Foods, or that you can't get at Trader Joe's that you can get at Whole Foods, but it's cheap. We don't really cook that much anyway. Whole Foods, send it to old Francis. Yeah, let's keep our apartment uh, rent down. Yeah, forever. Unfortunately, I think we're all in for a very rude awakening at the end of our current COVID leases. Stressful, and there's not a whole lot we can do about it, unless the economy tanks. But you know, then it'd be harder for us to pay the rent. It's just I don't know, man. I I don't really know how you win. You're fucked no matter what. Do you know what I mean? How do you how do you win if 
if rents go down, it's typically because people don't have the money to pay rent, Mm -hmm. which means you don't have the money to pay rent. Correct. Right? Which means you're in trouble. What if rents go up? It's because, you know, it it seems like the world is always one step ahead of my current situation. Yeah, I know. It sucks, dude. It sucks. Dude, a new new prank I've been doing to Hillary in the apartment, by the way, speaking of apartment life, I'll peer out from a corner like very, very slightly and then I'll laser point her and then she'll be like, and then, but when she catches me like barely appearing out from the side of wherever I am, we get a good chuckle. So you're in the apartment (laughs) pointing a laser at her as if. Yes. Jason Bourne is across the street sure, like, with yeah. a sniper rifle. I I don't even, like it's it's very very obvious that it's me. There's no moment now where she's like scared. Uh-huh. But I pop out just barely, and I get her, and then she sees me, and then she thinks it's funny that I'm barely popping out, and we have a good chuckle. <laughs> it's nice. What? So, do you remember when laser pointers? We used to think that if you shined it in somebody's eye, that you would basically perform LASIK on them. <laughs> no, some botched LASIK. Uh, I just thought it made you go blind. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying you you would really screw up someone's eye. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know if we ever confirmed that. <laughs> we never got. But to I the remember of it. in fifth grade, laser pointers became extremely popular, and everyone would you know point them, and then all of a sudden you'd put a hand over your eyes to protect yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Chris, what do you got? Are laser pointers bad for eyes? As while he looks for this, I remember at one point laser pointers were so popular and the batteries would die really fast. Like they wouldn't fully die, but like the power of the laser would diminish. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there were guys in my school actually selling watch batteries for laser, for laser pointers? pointers. Boy, those guys are the ones who ended up starting like, you know, hello fresh <laughs> yeah, right. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> From, uh, here comes Chris. Sorry. To For my extensive research. Yes, it is true. Really? Yeah. Apparently, there have been a bunch of studies about it, and yeah, the FDA says it's really bad. Oh, wow. Shit. I don't know what they're doing with lasers, but yeah. Yeah. Huh. I feel like that should be coming from, you know, Lockheed Martin or something. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what do you got? Well, dude, I got another good... This reminded me of a prank that uh, a couple friends of the podcast sent us, mm. uh, David and Moravia, who actually were the ones who gave me the keys to their apartment in Washington, D.C. Wow. I then I actually saw them in New York too a couple months ago. Nice. Anyway, he was saying that his girl pranked him. David was saying that Moravia pranked him. Uh, she he she he had been alluding to the fact that he wanted a nice watch or something for Christmas. I did. I got this story too. This? this is a good one. It's yeah. pretty good. So she got him like a. Uh, he opened his present. He knew it was going to be a watch. She works in jewelry, by the way. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, or I must have missed that. But anyway. Uh, he sees it's very obviously a watch box. He opens the box and sees that it's like this shitty watch. And she kind of let him like sit in it, having to pretend he liked it. Yeah, but didn't he not really know that it was a shitty watch? No, he did. He hated it. He did. It he, was very bulky, you know, kind of it's like it, a tank. And a shitty brand. Too. Okay. Okay. It was okay. a shitty watch. Yeah. And he was kind of like, oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Like doing that yeah, whole thing, yeah. like trying his best to hide it. And then five minutes later, she pulls the fucking rolly out and was like, ah, yeah. I gotcha. Pretty That's sick. That's pretty good. That's a good That's gig. That's pretty good. And he said that if he had not been gracious in receiving the first watch, her plan was to make him, you know, earn it even wow. more, even longer. Dude, that's like fucking Squid Games or some yeah, shit. Yeah, That's like crazy. 
Yeah. What a sinister fucking little plan. I like that. That's pretty good. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Do I have a question about, about pillows for you? Yeah. So when, when we moved into our apartment, we brought our pillows with us. Of course. Okay. And our style of pillow is actually much different. We had no intention to, to sort of like segregate the pillows. We were intending to kind of just use them all uh, equally together and whatever. But what slowly happened over time. Do you not have your own pillow and she doesn't have her own pillow? So we didn't originally, but as time has gone on, our pillows have shifted back to us. And now we are both exclusively using our own pillows. You're telling me that there was a, a time in your lives, your life, Hillary's life, where you guys would go to bed together and just grab a pillow and put it under your head and go to sleep. So we we would sort of make the bed in a way that made sense, uh, kind of for optics. So like my three pillows would go in the back, followed by her two being on top, followed by the throw pillows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. So inevitably, that makes it sound like she did. Ha- you guys did have your own pillows. No, but we didn't because like the pillows were on like one of mine and one of hers were on each side. So once t- was it? Here's my question. You're okay. saying the ones that you brought from your last place. I think that's where that we each brought from our last apartment. Yeah, but yeah. here's my question: Was there ever a time where some nights she'd go to bed sleeping on one of your pillows, yes. and you'd go to bed sleeping yes. on one of her pillows, yes, and you would just sleep soundly? No problem. So initially, she has this one pillow, dude, that is like heavier than a fucking human. It's like this. Pi- it's like one of those whatever pillows. Yeah, I don't know if it's Tempur-Pedic or if it has feathers in it. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. But dude, it's it weighs it's so heavy and I hate it. So I was like, I need I was like, I can't sleep with this pillow. You're gonna have to she was like, okay, fine. So then her other pillow, which is a similar style pillow, happens to be lighter, a little bit more versatile. I was willing to give that one a chance for a while, but after a month or two, I was like, I can't hack it with these shitty pillows. They're actually nicer in theory than mine, but I prefer mine. My soft, like cotton ones. Uh-huh. Uh and that's how that's it. So so where we are now. <laughs> Is that you finally have really decided who sleeps on what pillows and what you want each individually, right? Yeah. And dude, I, I do the shocker of pillows. Two on the head, one in the bed. <laughs> I have one. You sleep with two pillows under your head? And one that I have to sort of straddle. I straddle yeah. It. Okay. So I think you're, you got to a place that I accept. Um. <laughs> which is a, a very judgmental thing to say no it's good I'm but glad. i will good say that the the thought of the, the two of you not having your own allocated pillows is i mean it's like you're the lost boys <laughs> sleeping in tree branches you know with no hierarchy no no order nothing chaos I, our pillow allocation is so specific and is so has has been for so long that the concept i mean i don't 
I don't even I, I get nervous going to hotels because I know that the pillow situation is not going to be the way that I want it to be. I don't. I tend to not mind the the hotel pillow situation. I end up sleeping with two or three hotel pillows a lot of the time under my head. I, I need oh, a wow. very firm, okay, high Got elevated it. pillow. Have you ever thought of burying your own? It's just too much. Let me tell you something, Julio. People <laughs> that bring their own pillows to hotels are are lost. Dude, I gotta be honest. You truly do strike me as a guy who would bring his own pillow. That, you know, <laughs> I've considered it. Mm, no, I've never really considered it for going to someone's house for the weekend. Um, and I certainly wouldn't do it to a hotel. Do you know how much space a pillow takes up to I know, pack? I know. You need to have one half of your bag for it. I get that people do it, and I, I don't really blame them because I understand the the urge, and I have the urge myself, but I have to I have to tell myself, no, you can survive a night at a hotel without your own pillow. I, that's roughing yeah, it to yeah. me. So my problem that the problem that I will run into <laughs> is when I need I need half a pillow. I, one is too little and two is too much. That'll fuck me. Otherwise, I'm I'm fine as long as there's no feathers. I think I'm allergic to to down. So you like foam pillows? I don't like foam. I don't like sinking and creating a fucking. I just like cotton regular pillows. But what's inside the pillow is not cotton. Whatever's in there, I don't like slowly sinking into my pillow and then like having that's a, memory foam. Yeah. That's oh, so Tempur-Pedic. I think there are foam pillows that are not memory foam. I think Hillary might have them, and I don't think I like them. They're too dense for me. Got it. I need something lighter. I I need my own pillow desperately, but I'm not so desperate as to need to bring it to a hotel. Yeah. But people that do bring their own pillows to hotels are just, you know, I, I always hearken back to, if we, if we end up in some kind of post-apocalyptic world, let's hope we don't they're the first to be oh yeah 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 those are gonna those people are are doomed yeah you know yes it's over for them what are they gonna do how are they gonna learn to sleep on a rolled up poncho in a cave right my dad right now would say something about how resilient the human spirit is Mm. he's a real like uh lockean i like that you like that yeah he believes in people more than i do John Locke wrote, was it two treatises on civil government? About, I don't know. I know he like has famous, man in a state of nature will find a way to govern himself. That I think that that's sounds John right. Locke. That sounds right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, dude. I fired myself up a delicious cup of our Oops podcast, Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee this morning. That's music to my ears. Julio. So delicious. It really is. So fruity, so smoky. It's I've had it I've had it every morning since the beans came out. I have not missed a day. Well, since I got back from Miami, I've I've had every single day I've had Brooklyn Roasting Oops beans roast. And there's a sweetness to it that I like. It's really nice. Dude, it's funny too that I I love that you guys have caught on to the fact that we have been promoting it as something that will get you laid. Because yeah. like I'll post a picture of it and someone will be like, there's a guy who's getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I'm like, this is fucking great. Oh, man. Uh, but go to uh, brooklynroastingcompany.com, promo code OOPSBEANS. Yeah. Get yourself some of the Oops Roast. Get yourself whatever the fuck you want. All their copies, coffee is delicious. Yeah. we, we As much as we're pushing the hell out of uh, our coffee because we're so excited about it, don't, don't sleep on their other blends. I mean, that's their sort of what made them as good as they are um totally and and we love it all so just uh remember promo code oops beans gets you five percent off uh brooklynroasting.com dude i have a funny story for you oh good speaking of like the uh of like crime and stuff so apparently this guy i, I heard the story secondhand but it's a story about that directly came from a person so there's only one degree of separation from okay it. so i feel pretty confident about it he got mugged in new york somewhere like a couple months ago Whatever, gave him the shit. It was fine. It sucked, but whatever. So then when he, he got mugged. Do you, do you know how he got mugged? No, I I, I don't know if there, he was outnumbered or very if curious about muggings. I'm thinking about it a lot these days. I know somebody who Dave Merhej got mugged. Okay, and they had a gun and they pistol then they pistol whipped him in the face. Oh no! Like in in like like off a of sunset, like in in West Hollywood. And he had given them. His thing, and then they got pissed away. Then they hit him with a pistol. Seems so unnecessary. It seems very excessive. Um, but dude, okay, so this guy got mugged. I I don't know specifically about the method, but after he was mugged, he's like, "I'm never getting mugged again." That was so annoying. I'm gonna think of a way to not get mugged next time. So, two months later, he's about to get mugged again. But he had this plan that he had made, and this is what happened. As the guys were about to mug him, he was like. I don't think you know who you're missing. He like did a Russian accent and was like, if you tell, I will tell Ivan not to go after you. And the guys apologized and ran Shut away. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I swear to God. Come on. I swear to God. This is how the story was told to me yesterday. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and the idea that petty criminals won't fuck with organized crime is very funny. or just russians in general yeah right right, right. yeah yeah <laughs> that's like that's awesome yeah if that's true that's awesome i wonder if it's true it's not a it, dude it's it's not a guy who was like i want to tell julio something that he's going to tell on the podcast it wasn't that kind of situation at uh -huh. all i believe I, I believe it i say 75 percent. did true. he have that plan put together prior to any the mugging beginning prior to the second mugging he said if this ever happens again, again i'm gonna talk in a russian accent and <laughs> yes. say you know you don't know who you're messing with yes <laughs> it's outrageous all right <laughs> why the hell not I all mean, right i don't know dude. all right i i like it i don't know i don't know what else to do <laughs> what else do you do let me ask you something why have i not been mugged is it because i'm tall maybe you think that's why Dude, knock on wood, this is a pretty safe place to live. Like, I don't hear people getting mugged that often. I've heard about people getting mugged. Like, recently or just in general? A buddy of mine, you know him, his co-worker got held up at gunpoint in a nice neighborhood. Recently? Yeah. They've been saying that these days it's been a little more dodgy. I told Sierra, she, you know, she's got a, a policy of if she's got a friend's dinner or something in the city, we live in Brooklyn, she takes the subway in, but Uber's home. And I think that's the right policy. I don't want her taking at this point, and I've I've never been this guy, but I don't want her taking the subway home by herself at ten, eleven o'clock at mm, night. Interesting. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, dude, I've seen stuff on the subway in the middle of the day in the last year or two that I never saw in the first seven, eight years I was living in New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean anger, like real boiling people boiling over at yeah, each other on yeah. the subway. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, whatever. Like that that's a fair that's all fair for what sure. What do you think the policy is? What would you tell Hillary? So we don't have a policy because we like the subway isn't as viable of an option for us late at night. You because, guys just bounce around. Because yeah. we're just no, but we're just in the city. So right, like right, right, right. and in a in a spot where to be honest, an Uber is never gonna be that expensive. Yeah. Whereas the Uber from here to Brook from there to Brooklyn can be bad. And yeah, like, you right. think about the subway. So I don't know that we even need to go there. Mm, um must be nice. But, but dude, like to your point, I mean, if you ride the subway long enough, you're at least going to see weird, unpleasant shit in some capacity, whether or not somebody has a gun near your head mm-hmm. or something. Dude, like the other day, I'm sitting there minding my own business, and this guy just starts screaming in my face. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck he was saying. And then he was like, where's Astor Place? <laughs> and I was like, dude. And then I actually, like answered him. I was like, oh, it's over there. And then I was like, dude, why are you fucking answering? Why are you trying? Yeah. And then he did it again. And then I was like, this sucks. And I, yeah, fortunately, the next stop was my stop. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, shit like that's always going to happen. I've told this story in the pod before, too. A guy knocked my phone out of my hand once. Whatever. It can get it can get a yeah. little frisky. Yeah. But I've never really felt at uh, in any danger walking around 95% of the percentage. But this is my thing. I, I think it really, I those guys don't make me that afraid. Right. No, you're right. They're, yeah. they're, they're just crazy. You know, people. the mugging muggers, they'll come up out of nowhere. Right, right. That person's, you're, all of a sudden, you're going to have something pointed into your back. Right. And, and then you're going to hear, give me your phone, your wallet, go, yeah. or let's walk to an ATM. And there's, what are you going to do? What can, what can you do? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing yeah. you can do. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I do. I, I, I don't know. I, I've just, never been in that situation i wonder how my brain would work in that situation do you ever practice trying to snatch a gun or a knife or a wrist no quickly no but maybe we should take i'm telling you we should take that survival class you know the (laughs) thing is is that i i i think i could get the gun i think i don't not take it necessarily but you know let me ask you this. Let's play the scenario out. Somehow you're getting mugged <laughs> and you've just had a bad day. Right? You've <laughs> you had a bad day, day and you you are not here for it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you you this guy if he'd run into you 2 hours earlier, you would have acquiesced. But <laughs> now you've just had it. You've had it and you are not willing uh and somehow you see him, you know, lose focus or he looks the other way for a second and you grab the gun and you manage to take it from him what what's your next move would you even know no how to point it at him and turn the safety off if the safety was on maybe but probably not because he would know if, the if it's more than the like clicking it from left to right i don't know how to do it that's the only safety thing i know how to do from bb guns I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how to do shit. I think about this all all, all the time. I think about what it What would lot. you do? Well, there there is this weird part of me that thinks that if somehow I were to get mugged and I just I hadn't had I wasn't having it that day. By the way, most days I'll have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm having it. Well, take whatever you want. It's not worth it. You know, I've got most of my shit is insured. It's fine. Have it. Um but if for some reason I was just, I don't even know, feeling frisky, as you put it, <laughs> and I took the gun or the knife, and then he started wrestling with me, and somehow 
I shot and killed my mugger. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, my question would be, what do you think the public reaction to that would be? How many people would be on my side? Uh, potentially many. It just depends, dude. More than half? Do you think, do you think the overall reaction would be he's defending himself? What a, what a, you yeah. did the right thing. I, I, I don't think it like, it's different than not, you are being mugged, period. Like, it's not like you were getting harassed or a guy looked sketchy and therefore, like, there's no there to me there isn't a ton of yeah of, but but okay then then let's let's change the script a second first of all by the way I think if someone enters your home when you're asleep breaking and entering whatever and you kill that person 100 percent of the world is on your side you're right right 100 yeah, yeah. but if you're on the street or it's night and someone comes up to you mugs you tries to mug you you take the gun or the knife and then you kill that person. Some people might have said, well, you already had the weapon. Why didn't you just tell them to, to leave? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you, you had control. It was like, it was over. Maybe they're not wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe they say like, okay, chill out, man. And then you shoot them. Dead. It's not good. What do you think? The, what do you, you know, the New York Post is going to write yeah. probably a, a, a good review of you. But you might not look good on Twitter. This is what I'm curious about. The public, where does the public reaction fall on on you defending yourself? But Hopefully, it's beyond, caught on camera or something. <laughs> what's that? Hopefully, it's caught on camera. But that's my. If the guy's like, and you shoot him, that's you. You probably shouldn't have been doing. You probably shouldn't have shot him. You think you get in trouble? I don't know. You dude. took a gun from somebody trying to mug you. They put their hands up and you shoot them dead. Are you in big trouble? Is that is you that illegal? Be, you might be in big trouble. Is that illegal? I have no idea. Is that beyond the bounds of self-defense at that point? Dude, as as Harry uh, Dunn once said, you can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. <laughs> you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Okay. By the way, I think about th- these nuances all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, it's fair. Because, I mean, did you hear stories about people breaking and entering and then, like, falling down the stairs and suing the person? Yeah, that happens. That's that, nuts. It's ridiculous, but... I'm serious. I'm serious. By the way, I ask this because as we all know, I did have a guy break into my home in our old apartment. I've told that story in the One of the craziest. Has, has, do you have PTSD from that? No, because the... No, I don't. Weirdly, I don't. You know the guy died, right? I, know. I told you that. Insane. But dude, also, I'm, I'm wondering where like your fear of sort of like mugging and shit comes from. Um... Honestly, it's not even so much of a fear well, as it is. You've talked about a, it a few times. I, I think it's a fascination. It is a. I have a sort of a hang up subconsciously on this. I think about it all the time because I just wonder. You know, I've I've said this before, but Edgar Allan Poe talked uh, about the imp of the perverse. Right, it was his famous poem, and there was this idea that you know the the human brain considers sometimes the the worst darkest outcome possible uh for example right i was in miami we were on the 50th floor or whatever this massive high-rise hotel we had a balcony and a very you know thin glass railing that only came up just above my waist or whatever a little higher and i kept thinking well what if my brain just short-circuited right now and for some reason i vaulted over this yeah 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 i do that too like what's preventing that from happening no uh, you know, and you, you I almost conflate that p- 
possibility with an impulse. Right. And you like feel what it would feel like to do it, sort of. Yeah. You can see it's yourself and you're like, oh, I don't trust my body right now. Yeah. It's a to weird. not act on this consideration. I need to back away from the edge. It's disorienting. Yeah. It, it, it's the, you know, the, the imp of the perverse. I don't know exactly the connection there, but um, I have these, these fascinations all the time. And uh, especially with the mugging thing, you know, yeah. I do think there would be a split public reaction on if you killed your mugger. Yeah. yeah in New York, would. whereas if that happened in Texas, there would be a parade down Main Street for you. Right, right. There's a good movie about this, by the way, kind of, with Michael what? C. Hall. I don't know. I don't know. He plays Dexter. Yeah, no, I know who he that is. Actor, that actor. What's um, the movie? The movie opens, the first scene, someone breaks into his house, he shoots the guy dead. And then the rest of the movie is the fallout from uh, that. What's that movie called? I cannot remember. I gotta check it out. That does sound interesting. Chris, I'm sorry. Could you look that up? Michael C. Hall, you know, movie. It's, it's pretty good. Because he kills, like, the wrong guy. Mm. Uh, an important person. Mm. It's like the son of a high-up guy in the mob or something like that. I don't know. Crazy. Um, that is cool, though. No. Anyway. Well, dude, do, I, you, do you think you could kill somebody? I, then the last question. Yeah, I, I could. Have, I could kill someone. The last question I have, or we'll expand <laughs> on that. Uh, well, so, dude, are you, have you seen the Dawn Wall? Yeah. Okay. So, in this Dawn Wall is another climbing documentary. Amazing documentary. The beginning of it, they showed how, like, they went sort of climbing in the mountains in Kyrgyzstan and they accidentally yeah. ran into this, like, mountain insurgent group. It was unclear who specifically that was. However, they end up getting taken hostage for two weeks. Uh, and the only way that they could escape, the guy Tommy uh, ends up pushing one of the guys off a cliff. Mm -hmm. He act the guy actually ended up not dying, but which, he never knew which, that. But he never knew that, and he was so devastated by the fact that he had killed a person that it like fucked him up for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, I was like, dude, I could have a hundred percent have killed that guy and not felt bad for a second. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious, I wouldn't have felt bad. At I all. think I think we would have been proud. I would, I would have been proud of myself. I would have been proud of myself. I would have felt cool. And I mean, this guy's taking me fucking hostage, dude. They were about to starve and die. And he, I'm gonna kill that he's guy. He's with his girlfriend his, and two yeah, friends or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So that was that's what's what's the movie? That sounds right. Cold in July. That sounds right. It's like based in Texas or something. This is the Michael C. Hall movie I was recommending. So I could kill someone. Th yes. Okay. Thank you. That's the movie. The question I then have is. Let's say that it was not as black and white as being kidnapped in the mountains, needing mm -hmm. to kill someone to survive, but it was a mugging situation. Or somebody's like attacking you on a subway platform, you throw them into the subway well and they get run over by a train. But again, I think that's like out of necessity also. But for some reason, you know that your life was not on the line. It's not that black and white. Right. But you it's could like have potentially subdued the person without killing them. I don't know that I possess the skill to subdue them instead of throwing them off of me and they end up getting thrown onto the subway tracks. If it wasn't like my fault, then I don't feel bad. Like if I didn't have a choice, if I didn't have a, a, a clear choice, then I would not feel bad about it. No. But if it was a mugger who was like, all right, dude, I'm sorry. Like my life is terrible. Like just let me run away. I'd let him run away. And then you've got a gun in your hand. What do you do next? Bring it to the cops, maybe? Go to the cop station. Probably, yeah. By not going to the cops, you just always fuck yourself, dude. I think you gotta go to the cops. You just gotta go to the cops. How do you walk into a police precinct with a 
pistol. Is that, am I going to get, in New York? am I going to, by not going to the cops, you always fuck yourself? Is that like the shittiest sounding thing ever? Is that like not a popular opinion? I meant specifically in no, this I'm situation. I'm with you on that. I'm, in I'm this specific situation, like if you kill somebody and you weren't wrong by not going to the cops, you're fucking yourself over. That's right. I understand that like you shouldn't always talk to the cops or whatever. I, I do sort of believe that not to like whatever. Like I do, sort of like understand. Don't snitch culture to a degree. You're not. You're on yourself. You're not snitching here. You are protecting yourself because if you run away, you now look guilty. That's right. And you'll get caught. So Mm -hmm. fucking just bring it to the cops. Be like, I got mugged. I don't even know how to use this gun. Here you go. How do you? How do you walk into that police precinct with a gun? (laughs) Imagine I put it in a Ziploc bag, Uh, dude. I think you. (laughs) I think you stick it in your back waistband and walk in with your hands up. But isn't that, do you have a concealed weapon? But you need to let them know and see, hello, everybody. This is what just happened. You're going to notice that there's a gun on my person, but I don't, it's not for you. I just took it from this guy. I, what if you call 911 and you're like, hey, I have a gun. Right what do I do? That's the right move. That's the move. What will they say? They'll be like, sir, just stand there. I'll be like, where should I do with the gun? They'll be like. I mean, I guess you should hold it because, like, yeah, <laughs> it's better than putting it on the ground. Yeah. I guess, like, yeah. sir, yeah. please put it in the trash. That's clearly not. I I worry, you know, I worry a lot about <laughs> um getting in trouble for doing the right thing, but not being able to prove that it was the right thing. It's it sounds like a very frustrating scenario. <laughs> Right? Like you didn't do it, but everyone thinks you did. It almost feels like it's impossible. You know what I mean? Like, and I get that people go down for crimes that they didn't do. Yeah. But a, a lot of the time, those people like didn't have a Good sort lawyer. of adequate defense. Yeah. And if they did, it would have been unbelievably obvious, which is so fucking sad and a completely different topic. But like the idea that it was, it's so obvious that I did not do something, but, but everybody thinks that I did do it. It almost sounds unbearable, and it's sad that some people I, have to go through that. I agree with that. That it to me to be in prison for ten years. Some of these sentences that you hear, that w- when they get out, they're finally exonerated or DNA evidence Dude. turned it around. Have you, know, you the watched Innocence C- Project? Sorry. Yeah, Brian. What's his name from the Just Mercy? Isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, one? I haven't seen Just Mercy. Is that the movie you were going to ask? No, uh, it's it's a true story about this, and I forget the guy's name. Brian Stevenson. I'm not Chris, sure. can you check for me? He's a lawyer who has basically dedicated his life to getting people off of death row who are clearly innocent. And you watch this movie and how obvious it is that the guy, Brian Stevenson, the, how obvious it is that the guy didn't do it. And it's a true story. It makes you want to crawl out of your own body. It's so how unjust bad. it is. It's so bad. Um, there was the, oof, the, the Central Park Five oh, yeah. was, you know, that was a, I had a hard time watching that, the the sort of dramatization yeah. of it that they yeah. made, but it was a spectacular, um, one that they did. Uh, but I just I just can't imagine being in prison for as long as these people are, and not becoming an absolute misanthropic sociopath. Totally, where you come out and you're like. Fuck the world. I just want to break everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. How do you come out of there and rededicate yourself to society? Right. With any piece of your humanity left. Yeah. Dude, the the uh this is the thing though. Like there's different 
ways that people, and I'm not suggesting that the thing that's the hardest for me to deal with is the situation where a guy wasn't even there. Like in, in, in just mercy, this story is just preposterous. The guy is nowhere near what happened. He had nothing. He clearly had nothing to do with it at all. And they literally just picked, it would be as if they just picked you up off the street and were like, you killed somebody. Now you're on death row. Yeah. And like, it's, it's one thing if you're like, oh, I was there. And like, I, I, it's still terrible. And it, I'm not saying it's better or anything, but like the idea that you just so clearly did not do something and yet you're able to like go to jail and get killed for it is mm -hmm. just like brutal. Yeah. To say the least. I mean, dude, the the Duke lacrosse thing always hit so close to home for me. Yeah, that too. Um, that was a crazy one. Francis, my family's a big cat family. We like our cats. Um, some of my fondest memories, dude, with my cats. And actually some of my worst memories with my cats. <laughs> I remember when I went to Italy for like three or four months and we had our friend Dave cat sitting and he called us to tell us that our beloved cat had been hit by a skateboard. I was like, a skateboard? That, is that possibly real to this day i don't know if that was fabricated or not but shout out to dave for uh watching our cat and letting it die but <laughs> our, our cats are very near to our hearts uh and honestly the, the cats are a really easy pet the only problem with cats is that you can smell their cat litter until today that's why we recommend get grabbing yourself some pretty litter i got some gave it to my mom she has five cats and she has said it has been incredible uh, and the distance or uh, the difference is smellable mm. for sure. Nice. Pretty litter, kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, pretty litter, super light crystals trap odor and release moisture resulting in dry, low maintenance litter that does not smell. Uh, pretty litter arrives safely at your door in a small lightweight bag that lasts up to an entire month. But above all else, pretty litter is a pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Huh. Pretty litter monitors my cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. How clever is that? Dude? That is incre incredible. You, you won't find that kind of innovation in conventional litter. So anyway, get the world's smartest litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code OOPS for 20% off of your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code OOPS for 20% off. Prettylitter.com, promo code OOPS. But I have a, a slight left turn that this made me think of that I think you're going to like. Okay. So. I was looking up the difference between sociopath and psychopath. Mm. And I think we all know, or a lot of people think that psychopath is the worst version of the two, but it's not. Um, psychopaths, they do, they do share some characteristics, but as I understand it, psychopaths are cunning, manipulative, they're aware of human emotions, even if they don't feel certain emotions That's themselves. Sociopath or psychopath? Psychopath. Oh, interesting. And they're able to sort of mimic responses that they know will fit or will make people feel a certain way about them. Um, whereas sociopaths tend to be more erratic, potentially violent. They really? Yeah. It's funny. I always assumed that the two would have the, the other way around. No, psychopaths are. Um, are more like able to fit in and mask the fact that they're not real people, basically. And I was thinking that, you know, people throw these terms around all the time. But they've become more in popular culture lately. Sociopaths are popular. You one. hear that one a lot. You don't hear psychopath as much, even though you should, because I think that what we assume to be 
what everyone says is so you're being a sociopath right now. Right. No, you're being more like a psychopath. Um, and I do think that I have people in my life who have exhibited psychopathic tendencies and who, who I Same. whom I suspect Same. might be on the spectrum of psychopath psychopathy. So can I ask you this? So then to me, sociopath, I always just thought it meant you like don't feel bad about doing bad things to people. I thought that, that was part of it. Is that more of a psychopath thing? Yeah, let's let's look it up, Chris. I'm sorry. We got Chris with the hot hand over here today. I, <laughs> it's really, really asking a lot of, the hot of, hand. Our, of our data expert over here. Yeah, because like it's like I always assume these were assumptions that I had made, but the way that a lot of people had been throwing sociopath around was like a person who only cares about themselves, sort of like a, a little bit of like narcissism, but in a more like sinister way, like you don't care about other people's feelings or their lives at all. And you only care about yourself, but you're able to hide it and appear to be. Normal. Yeah. I think that's but, more psychopath. I interesting. mean, Ted Bundy is a sociopath. So because he was murdering people. Right. But is that not, but he also had psychopathic tendencies. So wait, a sociopath means you are more likely to be a murderer. You know, now I feel, I, don't I, know. I read this yesterday and it feels like I now have it wrong. Okay, I'll let you read this, Francis. Just do, just do psychopath versus. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, many people use the terms sociopathy and psychopathy interchangeably, but they have different meanings. Sociopath is an unofficial term to describe a person who has antisocial personality disorder, whereas psycho psychopathy describes a set of personality traits. Um, okay, both share the traits of lacking a uh, remorse okay. and aggression um and compassion but psychopathy is not an official diagnosis while antisocial personality disorder is but how is antisocial oh gosh this is saying the exact opposite of what i said <laughs> this is bad i'm going to have to retract everything i said <laughs> But dude, I'm not. I'm not lying. I, I read this yesterday, and I, I I know I then whatever I read had it wrong too. Well, maybe whatever. Maybe this is wrong. Um, a antisocial personality disorder, sociopathy, right? Disregarding the law, being deceitful, acting impulsively, or being incapable of planning, being irritable and aggressive, disregarding safety, being consistently irresponsible, or having a lack of remorse. Mm. Whereas psychopathy is. Lack of empathy, arrogance, charisma, excessive vanity, lack of guilt. Difficulty, that sounds like Ted Bundy. Difficulty processing other people's facial expressions, goal-oriented behavior, and insensitive, insensitivity to punishment. Boy, I don't know, man. I'm still torn here. Yeah, this is Psychopaths tend to be more manipulative, can be seen by others as more charming, lead a semblance of a normal life, and minimize risk in criminal activities sociopaths tend to be more erratic rage prone and unable to lead as much of a normal life what you said that's what i said yeah weird i definitely know some some people who fall under both categories too yeah so so you do right yes yeah and i think we all do um and i know people i know people who are like this and you know what i've determined chris that's a good case by the way chris is a good case oh Casso. Ooh. Fuck. I tried. <laughs> so. <laughs> c- 
come back to sorry, the sorry, good sorry. the light here. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just I'm displaying sociopathic qualities. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen, this is my this is what I've come to. I think it can actually sometimes be a good thing to have some friends who are psychopaths. Why? Because um <laughs> they're they're able to look here's why psychopaths if you have a psychopath friend at least i think i might they're able to speak to you and sort of manipulate your emotions yes to make you feel worse and for their own benefit somehow but they're also able to lift you up by saying the right thing to you when you're down but 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 it's bad. It's, it's usually for their gain, for their own, yeah, yeah, so that they can keep you under their thumb, right? But then the other part of it is that um, they're able to manipulate other people around you, and as long as you're on their side, usually you might get some positive, you know, crumbs from that. I don't know, dude. That's like if you can't beat them, join them, or. You'd rather have a psychopath on your team than right, playing for the other side. I think you'd rather avoid them altogether. I think that's the missing component of beat them, join them. We can't, can't, though. We can't avoid them altogether. Sometimes they're good. you can. They're good at what they do. Yeah, I guess you're right. Fuck. Is, all right, is it like a spectrum? Because I definitely have friends who have like a little bit of it in them, but like they don't. And maybe that's just being human. Versus, I like, dude, I have people who are full-blown. It's actually crazy. And COVID, to be Hold honest, on what? COVID has outed people as having these, like, it's it's sort of been steroids for anybody's shitty personality traits. Yeah. It's sort of accelerated <laughs> seeing how shitty your friends are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, certain friends have, like, lost their fucking minds. And <laughs> it's been crazy, bro. I don't know. Well, so you have, you have friends who are full-blown psychopaths. I believe so, yes. And, like, it, they, it, they come to mind so readily. That it's actually disturbing. And I'm like, wow. What are some things that you've seen people do? And, and you can speak in as vague terms as you'd like that make you suspect that of them. Do you have examples? Yeah. Just, I mean, dude, just like things that are so specifically obvious based on what you've said. And even if it's a thing where it, before it became a big thing, where I was like thinking about it. And then once it became a big thing, I'm like, oh, this was so obvious kind of thing mm -hmm. about people maybe i don't mm -hmm. know like i i don't know if we need to get into specifics i okay. want to like stir yeah. the pot but like all these kind of things manipulative traits and people being very clearly self-serving and just being shitty regularly mm -hmm. um and only looking out for themselves i don't know whatever bunch of different things sometimes i i well i, I said that i'd read this book the psychopath test years ago which i remember being a pretty good book and i would recommend it but one of the you know there was a, a test that was developed i think in the 80s by the way a lot of this came out of timothy leary's experimentations mm. with lsd and they were using that to try to treat people who exhibited traits of psychopathy um and they came up with a test i think it was like 39 questions or something that had a range where depending on the number of points you scored, you would you would be a psychopath or not. And as I read these questions, I kept wondering, oh boy, you know, some of these are uh, I'm I'm getting some points here, you know. <laughs> and then it said, and by the way, you know, 
it, it's it, it, if you are wondering based on reading this that that you might be a psychopath that's a very good sign for you okay because psychopaths do not think that they're psychopaths interesting um and it it, it means you have a self-awareness and and you know a, a capacity a moral for compass. empathy or whatever um yeah and and uh and yet there are there's something i do i'm very aware of which I'm sure I equate as being a trait of psychopathy. And I think a lot of people do this, but you know, I hate to say this, Julio, but I, I find that I'm very aware when I'm, I'm with someone or around someone who I think can help me, especially career wise Mm -hmm. and how I will act potentially nicer to that person or, or, you know, a warm a warm to that person. This is that is very normal, dude. But it's I'm not doing it to be their friend. It's because I'm I want to get something out of it. Maybe, them. but I think that's that's breaking it down too much. Like, okay, what if you ended up liking each other a lot and and you would be friends? That would be that would be beneficial for you obviously, but it would also be nice. Do you think it's only psychopathic if you genuinely don't like the person but you continue to hang out with them and be warm to them because you know you can glean something from them i think it's like i don't even know like maybe but i think it would be even worse if it didn't matter either way whether you liked them or not like you don't even consider that you're like whether or not i end up liking this person does not matter at all and even that isn't necessarily dude like you know you fucking brown nose a little bit to people who can help you out everybody does it it's mm-hmm. not nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm you know, and I've, I've I've certainly caught myself doing it sometimes too, where I'm like, oh, I really am like trying to put on a likable act right now because I want to like be in the mix. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay, dude. Well, I find that unfortunately the contrast between how um how much I will I don't know be nice to somebody that I think who's who's I could get the scraps from their table and that would help me or whatever. Mm-hmm. There'd be some kind of trickle down effect by me being in their halo um, versus the people that are have no means of potentially helping me. <laughs> I'm aware of the difference and I don't like that about myself. Dude, it's a it's a I think you should be a little easier on yourself about that because I don't think there's anybody who doesn't do it to a degree. And, you know, you don't want to be an asshole. Because like you, there are people who are not subtle and it's not very nice. People who are very blatantly like, or it's even worse if you're really nice to people who are above you, but you're not nice to people below you, and but you're that, not like that. I'm not like that. I know. I know. I know I'm not like that. I don't worry about that. So I'm saying, dude, I don't think that there's a single person who doesn't do that. No matter how big of a shot you are, there are people who want to people to like them because they think it can benefit them at every level. Okay, I I believe that. All right. To some degree. Some people are more ruthless than others, and we see it all the time in comedy. There'll be people who like they have a new best friend every three months posting yeah. with them, and mm-hmm. it happens to be a person who's doing extremely well. Yeah. And they're trying to kind of catch him on the uprise. And it's just like kind of in poor taste. But I'm just not even mad at those people about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's that bad. Do you know that I have a, a thing that I do that is a joke for me and for no one else and no one else gets it? <laughs> Saying quotes to people? No, <laughs> I haven't really started that yet. But I have an idea, by the way, of how I want that to go. I've, I've fleshed that concept out a little bit. Wonderful. I think it'd be funny if I went up to people and said those quotes like on the street or whatever. And then, and then they were like, who's that? And I was like, all right, is it A... 
you know, so and so, B this or C this. And they're like, what? And then they take a guess. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Yep. And then I hand them like $20 and I'm like, there goes my lunch. <laughs> oh my and then God. walk away. Oh my God, dude. It'd be funny to baffle people that way. That's pretty baffling for sure. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. That was just a thought I was having as I was going to bed. You could also just run away after you're done reciting the quote. <laughs> Running away is always shocking. It's sort of like an alt humor type bit. Yes. Um Okay, so I was I was thinking about this. Actually now I can't remember. What were we talking about? Uh sociopathic traits. Oh, something that's only funny to you. Yeah, nice. Um <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know how hosts of comedy shows always ask you, okay, you're up next. What do you want me to say? They always ask you to give a credit so that they can say, this next person, you know them from Comedy Central and The Tonight Show. Please welcome Julio Gallerotti. Um, And I don't really, I mean, my credits, I I usually say, oops, oops, the podcast. But uh, what I do now is I say, just tell them that, we're friends. <laughs> I tell the host to tell the crowd that nice. I'm the fr- I'm a friend of theirs, even if I'm not. That's, that's nice. And it's kind of a strange thing to to ask a host to say. It but is, more it is. often than not, the host will then be like, "Ah, okay." And then they go up and they're like, "This next guy is one of my closest friends in comedy. <laughs> I've known him for years. You're gonna love him just as much as I do." <laughs> Please welcome. And then we give each other a hug. That's great. And like, we don't even know each other. That's really funny. <laughs> and it happens. That's how it ends up happening That's a lot really of the funny. time. That's great. And I really enjoy that. I really do. That's great, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, hilarious. Hi, guys. You know, we uh, love to cook. I love to cook. I'm getting into it more than ever now. And uh, one of the most important discoveries I've made is HelloFresh. You get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I love it. Dude, HelloFresh is, check this out, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. Holy smokes. How on earth they got so specific with that detail, I have mm-hmm. no idea. But that's why I believe that it is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can save on average 65 bucks per month uh, when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards other 2022 goals of yours. Gym membership, whatever the hell it is you're doing. Absolutely. Um, as I said, you know that I've been getting into cooking. I got my new sous vide, and I've oh, just yeah. put in an order for some incredible HelloFresh stuff that I can't wait to cook with my new tool. Uh, and it's all going to be great because HelloFresh gives you high quality ingredients and it's absolutely delicious. So go to HelloFresh.com slash oops16 and use code oops16, one word, for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is oops16. You get 16 free meals and three free gifts. Um, and I'll tell you what, guys, uh, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Well, all right. This is a, ch- a little bit of change of subject, but I have I have yet to bring this up. But we were both supposed to be in Miami for New Year's. Oh yeah, I forgot. You ended that. up going. I so I was supposed to go to that Pete and Miley New Year's Eve thing. Come on, dude. I was in. I had it all happening. All the paperwork. Everything was getting. It was a little bit of a process. But like a day or two before, 
they like nixed everybody's guest lists because of COVID. Mm. Uh, and I guess I, I like didn't make the cut, dude. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, essential enough to get to go. So then I couldn't go. And it sucked because a, uh, it was nice to get to, to kind of stay back. Hillary was going to come, but then she had friends coming. She's like, I'm going to stay. And I was like, okay, I'll still go down for the night, whatever. Um, and it was nice to get to stay, but it, it also would have been fun to go down there and fucking, you know, hang with whoever the hell was going to be down there. It probably would have been a pretty star studded affair Yeah, for sure. Would have been cool. Whatever. Uh, regardless, uh, it fucked me in another way. That's really frustrating. I was very excited because I was about to break my record for the most flights I had taken in a single year, uh, which obviously to me is maybe as Ricky says, you're the only person who cares about stuff like that. But dude, I was really psyched and it's going to be a tough number to compete with. It was like, a lot of flights. How many? You must it, know. Yeah, it was, would have been the thirty-eighth uh, segment of my year. Leg, thirty-eighth leg. Thirty-eighth leg. Yeah. Um, and let me I was, ask you something: When you fly to say California and you have a layover in Detroit, I count it as two. You count that as two. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thirty-eight takeoffs. Thirty-eight takeoffs and landings. Yeah. But yeah, that thought, is a lot of flights, dude. It is, but it's to your point. It's not that crazy, but I I wasn't doing a ton of laying over. You know what I mean? It's not like right. And the only year where I had competed with that was the year where I did that had the whole Russia fiasco. And there, I I got a lucky boost because I had to take fifteen flights in fourteen days. Oh my god! It was a complete disaster. Um. All right, I'm gonna keep track this year. I'm already at one because the <laughs> flight home from Miami. Yeah, that's the fr- dude having that New Year's Day flight to get you cooking on it. Get you cooking. So yeah, huge, out of huge, the gates. Out of huge. the gates. Uh, yeah. it's, dude, it's just a fun little thing to track. And it also makes the process of traveling very fun. Not to mention now all the fucking lounge access you've got. <laughs> bro, fuck yeah. Hey, a couple of Centurion Lounge boys. Dude, I was getting a chub looking at the lounge finder. I mean, it's not only Centurion Lounge, dude. It's like lounges for all these random airlines. And yeah, random but the things. Centurion Lounge is the is one the you really want to be in. I'm excited to get it's my beak wet. free dude. drinks. Dude, free clear also. Free, yeah, I already got fuck that. Yeah, dude. Did the clear. But the, they don't have the clear everywhere. They don't, but having clear plus pre-check is, adds an inch to your penis length. It does. It does. It's a whole inch. Yep. That is the most fire combo. Yep. Clear plus pre-check. Very true. Very true. Unreal. We're all about status <laughs> here on about Oops the Podcast. Here. But status, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. I know the motherfucking P. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you one more thing. Hit me. Going to the Centurion Lounge, this is absurd. <laughs> the When I went, we had, I, I walked past the gate. And we had about 10 minutes until the flight started boarding. Mm-hmm. And we were desperate. We hadn't eaten anything. And we were desperate for food. So I jogged to the Centurion Lounge. <laughs> I'd never been in one, right? And this is a place where you want to show up an hour before your flight just chill, so that yeah. you have a full, you know. Fire. And Fucking they fire. had an elevator to take you up to the lounge. And they had an attendant in the elevator. That's, that's how you know. That's how you know. Like an old school Upper East Side apartment building. That's how you know. That's how you know. That's how you know. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. I'll never forget. Nicest airplane bathroom I've ever been to. Baku, Azerbaijan. They have a bathroom attendant like it's a fucking nightclub, dude. In the plane? No, in the in the airport. Oh, oh, I but see. But still with like, with like cologne and lifesavers mints yeah yeah. and they clean every single stall after someone uses it so it's not like that disgusting bathroom whatever Mm. but to your point when there's an attendant on hand when there really doesn't need to be one you know you're living in the lap of luxury yeah could you be a bathroom attendant 
I don't know. I guess if I like, like I'd prefer to not be. Not that it's bad. What? Not an easy job. Not an easy job. But dude, I saw something super cringe happen. I was at PhD, which mm-hmm. we talked about, and I know, I know the bathroom there. Which, by the way, like, a, they have everything. <laughs> I would argue that that place has seen better days. Oh, I haven't been in a long yeah, time. Yeah, like it's no longer the spot to go. I was going because it was some when like. When are you there? It was it was somebody was having their corporate thing there. Yeah, for the record, this is a nightclub that is on the top floor of a sky huge, the Dream Hotel downtown, and it both sides of the nightclub are windows, and their their famous party is the Sunset Party, which is from like six o'clock till nine p.m. And it's great because you watch the sunset, and it's just you feel like you're on top of the world. Very cool, hundred percent. And I do. I I'm gonna coin something now, but in New York City, there's a thing call in my opinion which is like the the curse of a view if a place has a really good view it ends up having like kind of a weird mix of people there that makes for like not a great scene Hmm. so if you're like if it's a place that's on the water or if it's a rooftop or if it's like those kind of places tend to like eventually have shitty crowds Hmm. and i think the phd maybe has become that place okay i don't know whatever i saw a guy talking to the bathroom attendant and he was trying to be, he was trying to sort of fraternize with him and he was being so condescending and it was making me cringe. First of all, that guy was wearing the birthday shirt. Do you know what that is? No. A signature Burberry shirt where the entire shirt is like that pattern. Oh no. And he's talking to the bathroom attendant and he was going, I used to be a hustler just like you. Oh no. And I was like, oh my God, dude, I need to get out of here. Uh, Ugh, I don't know. the last uh, that's, thing that guy wants. That's, we got on that because of the bathroom attendant talk. Yes. I was trying to think how bad is that job, you know, with people shitting and you having to clean the toilets all the time. But you're, you, you know, is it worse? Is it, is it, would you do that? Would you be more willing to do that than be a janitor? No, being a janitor is way better. Really? Yeah. I mean, to be a janitor, that's a skilled job. Whereas being a bathroom attendant doesn't really require much skill. Yeah, but being a janitor, you're cleaning up much messier messes in those bathrooms. I don't think that guy who spritzes cologne and hands you a lifesaver is, you know, rolling up his sleeves to unclog toilets. Yeah, maybe. But I, I just, for some reason, I picture a janitor doing more things. Like a janitor, doesn't he like fix the lights and the pipes? Absolutely. He's you like are a utility right. guy. He's a more skilled guy. Yeah. But I think that he's... uh He's got he's he's got he's seen some some war war scenes. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that. And I I think being a janitor could be kind of nice too. Like you don't really have to like talk to anybody. It's like kind of a chill job. Maybe I mean mm. you can even listen to your music while you're doing it. Bathroom attendant, you're doing with these fucking drunk people. There's a weird vibe. I would also start feeling guilty. Like I'd be I'd be pumping the soap into the person's hand and handing them a towel, and in my head being like. Now this guy feels pressure to tip me. There's this weird tension that I don't like, and it would just stress me out a little bit. Mm. What, what about you? Between those two jobs, which yeah. would I rather do? I think I think probably janitor, weirdly, is the answer. Mostly because I just wouldn't want to deal with those douchebags. Yeah. I wouldn't want to deal with the guy in the birthday Burberry shirt telling me <laughs> that if I keep oh, God. working, you know, I'll get I'll get my out of the bathroom someday or you know people getting people getting mad at you for no reason dude yeah it's terrible whatever it is seeing just the worst, the worst scum of, of the people. earth people dude i think then the guy started telling the bathroom attendant that he went to princeton 
So, oh so my he, god! He insulted There's the guy no to then brag. <laughs> he insulted him and then is like, "Now I'm using that as a vehicle to talk about myself." It was two for two of shittiness. That is nuts. Number one <laughs> and number two, I have to say. I mean, I've just I've never really seen that. Yeah, I've bad. never really seen someone from Harvard or Yale or Princeton or whatever sort of using it in a situation like that to, to as like a credit for themselves. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's disgusting. And, you know, I would just start laughing at that guy. <laughs> it was bad. And dude. then hope, you know, maybe he'd punch me in the face. It was really And then I would good. take the knife and stab him in self-defense. <laughs> Julio. Yes. When I was a child... <laughs> I used to eat cereal every single day. I think I've told you this. And I'd wake up in the morning very ornery and I would create a, a, a fort, a, a sort of a divider so that no one could see me using my cereal boxes. Uh, and I would just be alone by myself behind my my, invisibility so, my fortress of solitude. Uh, and I, I honestly think those mornings would have gone a lot better if instead of the crappy sugar-filled cereals that I was eating, I was eating Magic Spoon! You know, we're all trying to eat a little better, right? But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. And it's amazing as a midnight snack right before bed. Watch out. Um, <laughs> zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only net carbs. Wait, four only four net, net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Build your own box, guys. Right, you can basically choose from all the colors of the rainbow here. Available flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple, maple waffle. waffle. We love the maple waffle. Um, they, these flavors are just incredible. We absolutely love them. I like to mix and match, create some kind of fun concoction. You know, blend them together. So go to magicspoon.com/oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off right. Be sure to use our promo code OOPS, guys. That's just OOPS. That's what, that's the promo code at the checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash OOPS. Use promo code OOPS, save $5. Thanks, Magic Spoon. We love you. Tell me what you think about this, dude. I was eating an item the other day and I real <laughs> I'm gonna reveal like I'm gonna reveal the item I was a eating second. a noun the other day <laughs> I was eating an item yeah. that is that is traditionally edible don't worry uh-huh. um, and I realized as I was eating it fucking let's robot speak dude, I was re- <laughs> I was eating a traditionally edible e- <laughs> item <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, dude. With my human <laughs> mouth. Some people can do that voice very well. Well, I cannot do that voice very well. That's funny, bro. You do not sound human right now. <laughs> I was eating. Dude, all right. But fucking, sorry. I was eating something, and as I was eating it, I realized that more often than not, this particular item... <laughs> Are you setting us up to guess what Chris, the item dude. was? Chris is dying. Chris is literally going to die. Chris, is, if you fall out of that chair, you're going <laughs> to knock that camera over. Heads up. 
<laughs> Chris is down, folks. Chris is and down. And yet he's still he's still got his finger on the switcher. He's he's got he's <laughs> battling through it. <laughs> All right, a good keep going. Dude. That might be the hardest I've ever seen Chris laugh. Dude. All right, dude. I was eating. <laughs> this fucking all right i'm as i'm eating it i realize that this item is poorly prepared most of the time if you and it's just it's not cheap huh it's a thing it's a thing you'll order at a counter you gotta let us try to guess once okay. you're finished okay you keep can. going keep going okay so yeah. you, it's a thing you order at a counter that they then make for you there uh and most of the time it is prepared wrong poorly almost always no matter how they do it whether it's blended or not and that's a that's a clue. Uh-huh. Whether it's blended or not, they fuck it up. They'll they'll put too much of one thing, not enough of another thing. And whoever's making it should be a person who's skilled. It should be like a person who makes cocktails. Like you should have skill to be doing this. And instead, they'll hire any fucking knucklehead, and they're making it for you. And it takes them a long time to make it. And then you eat it, and it tastes like shit, and it pisses me off. What do you think I'm talking about? Is it an acai bowl? Bingo. Oh man. <laughs> That was a, I. That was a good guess. All right, I, I got to tell you why the clues that got me there. One, you said eating and not drinking. I was eating an item because because okay. once you said blended, my mind started to go to smoothie yes. or you know green juice or something. But then I thought you said eating. You wouldn't have said that about that. Um, and then you said they they should be mixologists. They so I made me think there were a lot of ingredients in it. Yes. and then that's what got me to acai bowl. Got it. Dude, I had a terrible acai bowl the other day, and it was like fifteen dollars. They're it just, so expensive. It it pissed me off. I was sitting there eating it, just like looking at the guy. I was like, "This guy fucking started working here today, dude." It's pissed. Oh like, man, it was just pissing me off. And I realized how regularly acai bowls are made shittily, which makes me appreciate <laughs> when they're good because it's rare. It's like getting a piece of uni that's perfect that day. You uh-huh. know? It shouldn't be a delicacy. It should be a thing that's like made well. Yeah, if you're having a treat and an expensive treat, you you don't want it to not be good. Let me tell you something. We went to, we were at the Whole Foods. Here comes Whole Foods again. Um, we were driving back from picking up Kojai uh, out on Long Island, and we we uh, we stopped at this Whole Foods in Jericho or something like that off the highway that we often stop at. And I go to the fish counter, and I get some cod. <laughs> and... Cod. The guy, I said I, uh, I said I want a pound and a half cod and i i order i get fish from whole foods so often that i can tell right off the bat how good the fishmonger is what do you mean the fish guy the fishmonger that's what they're called fishmonger in the same way that there's a butcher for meat a fishmonger fishmonger is the trade of someone who works behind a fish counter does he know that he's called that i wonder because I feel like if you called him that, he might get pissed. I mean, who are you calling a fish monger? He shouldn't. He shouldn't. <laughs> like, not, He's a monger. You're a monger. Of fish. <laughs> He's a fish monger. <laughs> so the fish monger, you can, you can tell how good they are by how well they eyeball what a pound and a half is. Oh, wow. So if they're off by half a pound, you know that you're getting a shitty cut. You have a bad monger. Yeah. You have a brand new monger. In fact, you, you, they're, you they don't even deserve the title of monger yet. So this guy picked up a fillet of cod, and I was like, <laughs> that's not even close. And he put it on the scale, and it was like 1.1 pounds. And I wanted a pound and a half. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Here we go. But my mind at that <laughs> point in the process wasn't even aware of how many steps there are in buying a piece of fish. Um, 
And so I wasn't even aware for how many of how many mistakes he could make that had not been made yet. Like what? So he goes back and he's like, oh, okay, that's not enough. So he starts like picking up littler pieces. And realistically, if you're buying cod Cut. and you want a pound and a half, you probably <laughs> don't want more than two pieces to to make that up because you're you're cooking it all at the same time but just is there any value to a smaller piece or not at all um no not really you know but but the the point is is that you you certainly wouldn't want like four pieces okay because they're all going to cook at different times okay do you understand what i'm saying like a big fat piece is going to cook longer need longer to cook than the smaller pieces and if you're taking them out of the oven at different times then they're going to be cold Makes sense. at different times and whatever. So he picks up like two more stringy pieces and I'm like, can I just get one of the, the how about that middle size one there? And he puts it on the scale, it gets us to like 1.6 and I'm like, that's fine. But then this is, this is the most revealing part of the skill of the monger. <laughs> it's how quickly can they roll out the, the paper and rip it. <laughs> Good mongers do that with so much, with such flourish and such snap. I mean, they can do it one-handed, and they know exactly how much of a sheet to take off that will encompass the fish plenty. Wow. And and, and a good monger, and you don't even, you take it for granted. Yeah. When you see a good monger do it, you're like, oh, that guy. And they, they're all, meanwhile, they're having a conversation with you. They're like, this is real fresh. This came in today. You're like, I, I felt that makes me feel better about my purchase, monger. So, <laughs> you know, this guy, he's he's slowly pulling this sheet out. And I'm like, oh, dear God, <laughs> somebody help this poor boy. And he gets it to what he thinks is the right amount. And then he has to, like, pull it along the serrated edge yeah. of, of the ripping, you know, blade or whatever. And it's, so it's not a very clean rip. Then he goes to to wrap the fish and he realizes that he doesn't have enough paper. So then he goes oh and grabs God. some more and layers. The, it's like a very shoddy gift wrapping yeah, that's a, that's a procedure. Um, and then he kind of wraps it up and he has to print out two different bark oh <laughs> to use as adhesive. You know, because that's their adhesive. That's how they stick it. Oh, my they, God. They use the bark of the, the price tag itself. And he has to print out like one that counts and then another that was just a blank or something. Because he's now, you know, sticking this fish present together with glue and spit. <laughs> this terrible first day monger. <laughs> and this was the cherry on top. Since we had a longer drive home than usual, the usual Whole Foods we go to is like 15 minutes away. So I'll just get the fish, throw it in the basket, and be on my way. But since we had still an hour left to get home, I said any chance that I could get a bag of ice, which they they do for you, mm-hmm. right? He says, yeah, no problem. <laughs> he goes in the back. He gets a bag of ice, twirls it up, and hands it to me. I'm not kidding you. It was a bag of ice that w- would not have been sufficient to ice a toe. <laughs> Those two cubes. It was... It was in it. It's the little shaved ice, you know, the little tiny ones. But it was enough to cover, like a not even a slice of turkey from a package of turkey. That's crazy. So I would say, (laughs) oh my god, dude, that's crazy. It is, dude. I would say one out of ten. Ten percent of the fish was covered by ice. 
It was a yarmulke to the fish. Jesus Christ. A cold, freezing yarmulke. And I remember thinking, like, what did he think I wanted the ice for? Right. Like, you just wanted ice also? Because, yeah, because he clearly could not have thought that I was asking for ice to cover the fish if this is the amount that he gave me. Was it his first day? It must have been. Because then we got to the cashier and somehow we started joking because the cashier, this is what it was. um, They had a bagger, which I had not seen at the Whole Foods in a long time. They haven't had baggers. Right, right, now, no. I we, guess we they're remember. Back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I talk about Whole Foods a lot. <laughs> and the bagger, I said, wow, it's nice to have a bagger again. I haven't had a bagger in a while. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he commented the bagger on the ice. He goes, who made your ice for you? <laughs> You're like, And this- I was like, whatever joke monger you've got back there. And he goes, we got a, lot, bought a bunch of new people back there. Mm. And he started going back and forth with the scanner being like, isn't they got they got three new kids back there right now and i was like oh that, that uh, makes me feel go. better there you go because if he's new you know that's fine um damn but that's my that's my that's my monger story well dude i have a question about the deli in general the deli counter i feel like is this a thing of the past where you'd like buy i kind of have a half pound of smoked turkey and they give you a slice to try Ooh. or a slice of the finlandia swiss <laughs> That's that's nice to go with your deli ticket. That, that is nice. Pulled. Yeah, you need the ticket. Yeah, number twenty four. How you doing, Miss? You know, I think you see that in small towns like the one that Chris grew up in, right? <laughs> Chris, would that be something like that? Did at, Chris at the, even grow up in a small town? Like not really, but uh, I grew up in a small. We, town. You grew up in a small town. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, we used to get. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, if my town's small, what was your town like? Minuscule. We didn't have a butcher. Must have been. Must have been nice. I, I, our our town was tiny. We had a, a church and a post office and a french immersion school <laughs> yeah we i had to go to another i needed to go to middletown to go to stop and shop but that's where they would give it to us yeah we i used to get it when i was younger but they don't do that anymore yeah, i don't think those are the good old days man i haven't seen it in a while the butcher used to yeah give you a little slice of the salami to try, the get a little snack. yeah okay nice that's dude. when it was fresh and they have that very thin blade that yeah side well, that's, what the, that's what they gave it to you for oh is this thick enough yeah <laughs> oh is that it they yeah. were they were yeah. checking your your how's that thickness yeah. preference yes all right barbara see you later that episode of seinfeld where he uses the 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 meat thing to to shave down his shoe sole that's hilarious i don't the, think i've seen that one. i think that's the one of the funniest things <laughs> yeah oh dude i have one more thing okay this is related to all this uh, I went to Chipotle the other day mm. and I was in line and I got to be honest, I will sort of watch them scoop things hoping that they give a good amount Yeah, because I hate being the like, can you give me some more chicken please guy? Mm-hmm. So I'll watch. So anyway, the guy bef- before me was this like squirrely guy. He was just this little guy and he starts ordering and he's like, uh, I'll have a burrito. And then he's like, uh, chicken please. And then he proceeded to order every single topping. Instead of being like, I'll have corn, sour cream, and guacamole, he's like, and some pico, and some hot sauce, and some corn, and then some sour cream. Uh-huh. And then he, he ordered every single thing. I don't mind this, by the way. So much so, this guy's burrito was so big <laughs> that the burrito guy had to double burrito the burrito. Ooh. And I couldn't help but think in my head, like, this little motherfucker hit the jackpot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is some good eating he's about to have. Am I... Right? You, you add a whole second flour tortilla. I mean, that's a that's a three thousand calorie 
burrito. <laughs> That's a fucking. That is. Do you know how much he could you know feed many, his family? <laughs> people have no idea how many calories are in those burritos themselves. The the flour, the tortilla. I f- I feel like the estimated calorie age is very below what it really ends up being. It's it's a ton. And number two, I think that's what spawned the the era of the burrito bowl, right? Because people became aware of how many calories were in the tortilla, and then they said, "Can I can I get rid of that?" Interesting. By the way, when you're in Northern California, make sure to get a burrito, man. I will. The best burritos maybe on earth. There is a Mexican restaurant near where we're staying that was started by Thomas Keller, who is one of the more, I mean, famous friend, uh, chefs in America, did uh, Per Se and French, oh, okay. French Laundry is cool. this big restaurant out there. But he's got a, I think it's called like La, La Cantina or something like that. La, La Contenta, maybe. And uh, I think we're going to try to go to there. Is it like burrito spot though? Or is it just I think like, it is. I think it's like sick. Mexican and it's not super fancy. Cool. Um, sick. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to burrito country. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I remembered hearing that and being like, how good could these burritos be? And being like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Um, whatever. Dope. But fuck yeah, dude. Okay. Oops, the podcast. Oops, the pee. That's her. That's wow. him. Fun episode. We talked about mongers, fishmongers. A lot of, a lot of, dude, a diverse range of topics this week while also staying true to ourselves, talking about credit card points and Whole Foods as well. That's it. We, we got to fit everything in. You guys know what you signed up for. We hope sure you enjoy do. the podcast. We think, we, we think you do. We enjoy it. So uh, thank you guys so much.